Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. Hello and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, where we crack some furfies and talk some shit. This week, our regular host, our very good friend podcast daddy Drew Agnew, is away on his big daddy honeymoon. And he's been sending me pictures of it and it looks amazing. He said it's quite hot because they're in Darwin, but I mean, I'd give up the nice, cool, balmy weather of Melbourne to get to Darwin and actually be able to leave my house in a heartbeat. But joining me this week is good friend, and I guess he's technically a co-host now, Thomas McRobert. (laughs) How are you, Tom? I'm good, man. How are you? I am excellent. Now, for anybody that is listening, this is the first time we are recording like this. Uh, Drew has a big setup where everything is mostly done for him by his roadcaster and stuff. He didn't used to do that. He used to have to painstakingly do it himself as well, but that's how he does it now. So I'm going to be editing a lot of the sound effects post-recording. So if this ends up sounding like shit, blame me. Absolutely blame me. You can blame me too, because I'm a piece of shit. (laughs) Anyway, this is probably just going to be a slightly shorter episode just because it's it's kind of a test episode for me. But yeah, we can still get into the regular stuff and hopefully we'll have a good time. So, Tom, what's been what's been happening, my man? I mean, it's not stacks been happening. I've been homebound because I've been injured. Um last week's episode I touched on it briefly. I I'm getting old <laughs> and I did a thing and my knee's just not working the way that it's supposed to. So I've been homebound. I've been playing um, playing dad to my two beautiful kids. So I've been home looking after them. And uh, that's that's pretty much all that's been happening in my world. But what about you? Um, I heard that M- Melbourne's gone a little bit, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings and asked for a second <laughs> and third and fourth and fifth lockdown. Oh, man. We- we've hit the-, the second Hobbit movie at this point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Melbourne back in lockdown, it keeps getting extended, which is no surprise because even though it, we're getting tougher restrictions, it's getting extended, we're still getting more cases. And those idiots that are out there protesting the lockdowns are ruining it for everyone else. That's such a small percentage of the population in comparison that are doing it, but it's definitely enough people that it's a problem. Like, if one person there has COVID at those lockdowns, they're all, I don't know if you've seen pictures or videos of it, they're all very, very close together. There was a few scuffs with police that got quite violent. They're rubbing shoulders. If one person there has Delta, then there could be 100-plus cases just from the lockdown tomorrow. So... It takes a few, like it's 0.1% of the population to ruin it for the 99.9%. And it's very frustrating, but people will be people and people are idiots. But yeah, that's very true. That's it, it half the reason like... that I'm getting away from this fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> it seems just like, you know, in school when there's that one kid that ruins it for everyone. Yeah. This is just, it keeps happening everywhere. New South Wales, Melbourne... Anywhere else that has the, the, the big outbreaks, the, the bursts and strains again. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, this won't become such a prominent topic and we won't have to talk about it soon, but it's kind of funny and kind of sad the way that it keeps happening. Like, Oh, man. I, I used to live in Melbourne too, and there's a lot of great people over there that I, my heart goes out to because, they, you know, they're suffering. They, You know, they're not doing anything wrong. They're abiding by the rules, but there's always that one kid that just <laughs> fucking... 
Just ruins it for the rest of them. Always that one kid when you're playing soccer that picks the ball up with his hands and runs away with it. <laughs> yep, that's basically what we're dealing with. Um, yeah. It's really annoying as well, like, because we sort of got it behind Sydney. They got it first, and we've seen what's happening there. Sydney's in a lot of strife. And the lockdowns are obviously probably the only real way we've got to combat it at the moment. And... They work. We know they work because they've worked four or five times before already. But even though they work, we should be doing what they're saying. People are still protesting it, even though we know they work and we've seen what is happening in Sydney where they don't have lockdowns. That's the really frustrating bit. But the anyway. Are there. The proof is there. Just do your part and help everyone else yeah, out. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't piss in the shower because other people are <laughs> going to use that shower. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we shouldn't talk about that for too long because it's a bit political and it's not a fun topic. No. So, without further ado, I say we jump into some furfies, get to a bit of a lighter topic. Let's it's, it's spit a bit of a yarn. Spit a bit of a yarn. All right, would you like to go first this week? Sure. I've, I've, I've got a, a lovely bunch of stories. Somehow they... My first... First three ended up to be animal stories again. Um, and then, you know, after that, I careered away from that. But my, my, my first headline for you is uh, Animal Handler Attacked by Alligator Claims It Was Just Having a Bad Day. <laughs> what the alligator was or the handler? The alligator apparently was just having a bad day. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, second one is uh, Cockatoos in Sydney. Work out how to open bin lids by watching people open and shut them. Yeah, go on, go on. And my third and final is chimpanzee paints with feces resembles famous painting. (laughs) Well, I like these, I must say. Um, I'm just going to put it out there that I actually know that number two is true because I... A follower, I'm a bit of a weirdo and I really like birds and I follow a lot of bird pages on like Reddit and Instagram and I've seen that <laughs> one doing the rounds, funnily enough. So that one I know is true. So for me, it's a 50-50. It's either the alligator having a bad day or the chimp painting and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, the, the mud you know, man. <laughs> <laughs> both are very highly possible. Okay. I mean, yes, they definitely are. I am thinking. I am thinking. If you need I, to know a okay. little bit more about either, I can fill you in. I've got a little bit of a write-up. Was a little the bit of... alligator that was having a bad day? Was it in Florida? Uh, you know, I I didn't actually look where it was, but I can probably have a quick look for you. Um. Okay, it says the animal handler was left wrestling the beast in Salt Lake City, Utah. Ooh, now that is very specific. Very specific indeed. Very specific. Salt Lake City in Utah. That's If that is a furphy, that's a fucking <laughs> good furphy because that's... Such an obs- you know me. I I do my do my you research. Do I get into in this very in depth for them. I do not. <laughs> um, okay, my my gut feeling as soon as you said all three of them was that the chimpanzee one just sounds too true to not be true, and I know that number two is true. So I'm still gonna pick alligator man 
uh, is the Furphy. Oh, it's heartbreaking, but no. Ah, oh, damn it. The, oh. the Furphy was the chimpanzee painting in feces. Oh, that was a good one. That was a very good one. Just because as soon as you said it, I was like, man, that's got to be real. <laughs> it just sounds like something that would happen. I did have a small write-up behind that. I said, uh, Cincinnati Zoo is home to Hamish the Chimp, rescued from the Republic of Congo that, as an infant. Say, mis- just, just quickly, that sounds realer than the one that you just read about the alligator <laughs> handler. Well, I was, I was hoping you were going to ask me more about it because I thought Cincinnati Zoo would flag it because we all know Cincinnati Zoo oh, hates monkeys. Oh, harambe. <laughs> <laughs> I've, just, just quickly, kind of off topic, I've told you this story before, but it's one of my favourite things that has ever happened. Is just when the Cincinnati Zoo, the whole harambe thing happened, there was just for like a few weeks afterwards, every time they posted something on Twitter, on their official Twitter, that just got bombarded with comments about Harambe. And it was just like the funniest thing ever. And I just, this one, I've always remembered, it stood out to me so much. They posted this thing saying that like, everybody that comes this weekend, I think it was like, it was a um, buy two passes, get two passes free. And it just immediately bombarded with comments. And the top comment on that post was like, every pass should be free because Harambe paid the ultimate price. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I've just never forgotten it. It was, it it had me in tears when I first saw it. It's too good. All right. You can't write things like that. No, that's, that is comedy gold, that is. All right, let's get into my first one. Now, a lot of mine just by chance, happen to be animal-related as well. But they're not all animal-related. There's there's two animal-related ones and one not animal-related one in my first three. Okay. Headline number one. Lionel Messi's used tissue from Barcelona Farewell on sale for $1 million. Very possible. Story number two. Python peeps out a spice shelf at Sydney supermarket. Shocks customers. Now, that is the snake, not the coding language. (laughs) (laughs) Because I assume the coding language would scare people just as much. Uh, And story number three. Queensland woman swallows spider in her sleep, gets a spider bite on the inside of her throat. Ooh. Okay. Well, see... I know I, I've heard about the spice rack. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen that. Yeah, because I actually sent that meme in our group chat, so <laughs> I was hoping that you had just forgotten about it. But it's, yeah. it's highly possible that I just breeze over things in that chat sometimes. Yeah, but, I think um, we all do that from time to time. A lot of stuff gets sent in those group chats. Now, I think l- l- Messi's tissue is just... is so many super fans in football that that's so it, highly possible but i don't know the spider one just could be could be true and i think because you know that i'm a bit of a soccer fan soccer buff i would believe i would lean into believing how crazy soccer fans are oh this is good um <laughs> and i mean the isn't there factual evidence that the the average human swallows, I don't know, X amount of spiders in their lifetime? 
I think I've read that before. I don't know how much truth there is to it, but I've seen it enough times that there must be at least some truth to it. Like, I've seen it from quite a few different sources. Like, I remember, you know, when you're a kid and you get those, like, weird fact books and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in numerous ones of those, like, different iterations of those fact books as a kid. So, to Ooh. answer your question, I don't know that it's definitely true, but I've definitely seen that before as well. I mean... Child's fact books cannot lie. It's 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 law. I remember oh. um just quickly again, quick tangent, in one of those fact books. This is another thing that just always stood out to me because it killed me when I was a kid. It's probably not very funny now, but Fire's a Panzer Shrink! <laughs> Gary Oldman. Now um <laughs> there was a section in one of those fact books that was just like weird laws in different places and it might have been in different US states because a lot of those states have very obscure laws. One of them was like it's illegal to look at or pursue a moose from a flying vehicle. But I remember <laughs> like the last f- illegal thing to do in this fact book, the last one in the law section was just like in New York, it is illegal to do anything against the law. <laughs> 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 Thanks, book. <laughs> All right. Um, I... I'm going to go with the messy tissue. I'm going to say that's the furphy and only because I think that it's highly probable that someone can get bitten on the inside of their throat. Uh, I'm going to put it out there. I've double bluffed you. The messy one was Ah! true. It was the spider bite in the throat. I actually, when I was writing that, I knew, I well, I didn't know, but my hypothesis (laughs) was that you would think exactly that about the messy one. But no, that Mm. is dead set a thing that happened. Did you want to hear more about it? I do, because right, just give me like a fan to pull up the article. It is from ndtv.com. I do this a very old person way, so it takes me a second to pull up the article. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, uh, show article, please. Allow, whatever. Argentine star, football star Lionel Messi, 34, shocked the football world when he bid adieu to Barcelona. We all remember the press conference where Messi struggled to hold back his tears. It was indeed an emotional moment for all Messi fans out there. Now we have an interesting piece of news related to the press conference that may baffle you. It's about the tissue Messi used to wipe his tears during the press conference. Yes, you read that right. The tissue is up for auction on a website named... Oh, I'm going to butcher that if I try to say it. Mika Duo? It has been priced at $1 million. Now, I assume that is US dollars as well. Surely US. So that's probably like 1.3 million, roughly Australian. 1.2, 1.3. The tissue was collected by an anonymous person after Messi threw it in the bin. The person put it up put up advertisements on popular websites and announced the whopping price, perhaps with dreams to make a fortune out of the soggy tissue. Um, I don't know. Can I just put it out there now that this is so creepy that there was just someone with the, you know, the aim to go out and be like, I'm going to get that tissue. As yeah, no, soon it's, as, it's like, gross. He would have been like, it would. I get. I, my assumption is that it was somebody because it would have been, I haven't watched the press conference. I assume it was like on a stage and he was talking. It would have been someone on side stage that works the lights or something like that and would have seen him drop the tissue in the bin and just waited for everybody to clear the room, gone and taken a used, teared-up tissue out of the bin and gone, oh, I'm going to sell this. It's just, creepy it's as so hell. Wrong. It's just yeah, gross, yeah, yeah. actually. 
Yeah, that's soccer fans are a different kind of crazy. Oh yeah, 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 they are. Yeah, you can be obsessed by anything though. I guess it doesn't have to be soccer. This is very true. All right, let's get your second round, please, Tom. All right, second round, let's go. Uh, so first headline is tourist location in New Orleans scene of horror after prank goes horribly wrong. Ooh, clickbaity! I like it. Continue. Hail Satan! <laughs> Devilishly weird clip unexpectedly cuts into news uh, TV news segment. Uh, <laughs> well, I certainly la- hope that one's true, but go on. Lastly, Ghost Hunter plunges 15 to 20 feet as paranormal investigation goes wrong. Was he pushed over a cliff by a ghost? I hope. Um, right, a lot to unpack there. We have clickbait prank, Hail Satan propaganda and tumbling ghost hunter hmm am i allowed to ask what the prank that went wrong was yeah uh so a little bit more information here is um the famous murder house set of american horror story tv show uh was engulfed by passers-by and police as practical joker gets shot by a frightened (laughs) tourist who was taking a photo with fiance oh my god well, okay, that was not what I was expecting. Uh, right. Yes. Right. <laughs> I've, I've actually, I, I went to New Orleans and I've, I've been to this place and I have taken photos of it. Did you get um, shot? I didn't get shot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I can see they did, they did warn us uh, when we were on the tour bus that at certain times this area particularly can fill up. Um, and when we went, it was kind of close to the release of when the TV show was centered around the murder house. I think that's what it's called. I very loosely and very long time ago watched the show, but. Okay. So I've never seen American Horror Story, so I genuinely don't know anything about it. Um, okay. Story number two. Can I ask what the clip was? Uh, let me just pull up a little bit more information. Uh, do what we got here is um, Australian TV viewers got a brief glimpse into a hellish, hellish ritual this week when a news broadcast suddenly suddenly cut into a satanic ceremony. The network was doing a segment on police dogs with the usual video footage and of various, various bureaucrats. Um, and then it cuts back to the news reporter herself, like a pro, playing it off... Uh, as if it didn't even happen. Well, props to her. Well, did you even say it was a girl? I don't know why I assumed it was a girl. Um, uh, it was, which okay. is strange, but yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I'm fucking clairvoyant. <laughs> Who knew? Um, number, th- what was three again? Sorry. Uh, that was the ghost hunter plunges 15 ghost to 20 hunter. feet. Oh, these are all so believable. You've done well this week again, my friends. Yours are definitely the hardest to get out of everyone's <laughs> that I've played this with. I um, like a challenge. Right. Ah. Uh, okay. Gut feeling with this one, and I'm going to go with my gut feeling because it's what I normally do because I'm always pissed off when I don't go for my gut feeling. I'm going to go with number two, the satanic ritual, because I just feel like I would have heard about that because it's the exact sort of thing that I'd be across because it's just amazing. I bet you I'm wrong, but that's the one I'm going to go with, number two. I've got you again. Ah! 
Uh, it was the tourist location in New Orleans. Fuck! Uh, only because I had prior um, knowledge of it, and I thought, you know what, that's that's pretty believable. And the rest of them that I found were kind of supernaturally type deal, so I wanted yeah. to tie that one together. I like that. That was really good, that one. You're just... <laughs> The way you do it, it just sounds so believable. You do a little... I need to start doing it the way you do it, where you have the little write-up for the fake one as well before we go into it. That's a great idea. I like, I like a plan. I like to, you know, drop those little seeds in there. You're a very methodical man, T-Mac. <laughs> All right. Alrighty. Let's get on to my last round. I'd ask for more information on them, but I already did. No, actually, I didn't ask for more information on the third one. So what happened with the Ghost Hunter? Okay, so the ghost hunter. A ghost hunter in Buffalo, New York, reportedly fell 15 to 20 feet during a paranormal investigation inside one of the city's landmark buildings. According to Buffalo News, the unnamed 35-year-old woman was searching for ghosts in the nearly century-old Central Terminal building on Saturday when she plunged through a substation roof. She was taken to a local hospital and treated for multiple injuries. The newspaper reported... Her current condition is not known. A man hunting ghosts with her was not injured. Um, and yeah, they, they just got a, a photo of the old um, substation building, I think. Oh no, the, uh, what is it? Oh, I can't find it. But yeah, it's a very old, creepy looking building. And I would be terrified if I fell out of any of those those windows. Oh, freaky not, as. Not going to lie. I didn't even know they still made those paranormal hunting things i mean i guess there's a lot of niche places on the internet for yeah. you know really diehard ghost fans to was jump it, into and... i don't know if you said this actually was it for a tv show or was it just for someone doing it for like their own thing i mean it doesn't actually say she was just doing a paranormal investigation there's no mention of any linked tv or anything like that. Oh, no. In addition, the TV show Ghost Hunters filmed ah. at the terminal several times. Oh, oh it, that okay. wasn't actually yeah. her. I was but... going to say, because Ghost Hunters was like the OG one way, way yeah, it was, back it was in the big. day. It was pretty shit, too. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's get on to the, the last The final Murphy. Okay. Headline number one. Glow-in-the-dark wombats take scientists by surprise. Article number two, tree bark from common Australian tree found to have incredible healing properties. And article number three, food bloggers want to cancel the word curry over British colonialism roots. Ooh, cancel culture is a big thing, so that's so believable. People want to cancel um, anything that they can. They just, once something's cancelled, they're like, what? What can we cancel next? But that. On the on the flip side of that, I saw one thing that made me really happy. Um, Brendan Fraser has been copping a lot of love lately. Oh, I've in, seen that with the yeah. It, it's total flip side. It's um I can't remember what they've dubbed it, but it's like uh, it's awesome. Like apparently people have just gone nuts. Like uh, everywhere, just sh- shouting his praises wherever they can. And I grew up watching a lot of those films. So oh, the Mummy like, and the Mummy Returns, George of the George of the Jungle, Casino Man. I haven't seen Casino oh, Man. Uh, Encino Man. Oh, it's when he um. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> they unfreeze him. Um, oh god, that sounds amazing caveman. already. <laughs> he was a caveman. They unfreeze him and they take him through like nineties high school and like teach him how to say words like dude and stuff like that. It sounds it's great. It sounds awful, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> it's got Paulie Shaw in it from Biodome, so you know it's good. <laughs> 
you know it's good. So it's the complete opposite of cancel culture. It's like enabling culture. <laughs> Something like that. It is amazing. Uh, sorry, I digress. Um, the f- What was the first one? The first one was glow-in-the-dark wombats take scientists by surprise. Now, I want to believe that this is true because I think I want that to... That's amazing. Like, that is so... We're going to get Teenage Mutant Ninja Wombats soon, <laughs> and it's going to be great. And they're just going to they're... get hit by people driving four-wheel drives between Southend <laughs> and Millicent. <laughs> um, and I mean, I I don't know a lot, but I know enough about Australian culture that there is a lot of indigenous plants and things like that that, are, that do have healing properties like eucalyptus, uh, like tea tree. So I want to believe that there's a bark that can do it too, but I don't know if you, again, are playing into things that I know and are just trying to lead me down that path. The, oh, you you've got a big I'm, grin on you your face. You reckon I'm going for the double bluff again? I think you are. The the double-double. Um, the quadruple. I'm going to go with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Wombats is the furphy. Oh, you flipped back on yourself because I've just got you with the double bluff again, mate. It was the no. tree bar. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn yeah, you. I, I don't think you ever even considered the curry one being fake just because cancel culture is so prominent these days. That one definitely thing that was happening. Would you like to hear more about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Wombats? I do. I really do. Okay, following the accidental discovery by scientists in the US that platypuses grow, grow, glow under UV light. Have you heard that one? Because I knew that one. I have not. That's the amazing. Platypuses glow under UV light. I think it has to be in the dark as well, but yeah. Further tests by Australian scientists show other mammals and marsupials also grow. Grow? Why do I keep saying grow? Biofluorescence has long been known to occur in some insects and sea creatures, but it was unknown that it occurred in other Australian mammals until earlier this month, when scientists at the West Australian Museum rushed to check their specimen drawers to fact-check the US report. The findings have Australian... Oh, this is from ABC as well, by the way, so this is very close to home. Yeah, yeah. The findings have Australian scientists working together to confirm the findings of biofluorescence in these animals and to start looking for a reason that they may occur. Paula Anich, or Anich, is a North American squirrel researcher from the Center for Science and Environment, Northland College in the USA, and co-author of the paper about biofluorescent platypuses that was published in the journal Mammalia. Okay, can we find something that actually has information? More glow-in-the-dark surprises? Okay, so there's not much information on this so far because they've just discovered it. They don't know why or how. Uh, But more glow-in-the-dark discoveries is paleontologist and curator of... Mammalogy at the West Australian Museum, Kenny Trevolan, heard about the article and borrowed a UV light from from that, the archaeology department of... Anyway, uh, we borrowed it, turned off the lights in the collection and started looking around for what was glowing and not glowing. First one we checked was platypuses. Um, that has been butchered through this article, isn't it, platypi? I genuinely do not know. It could be. I thought it would be. But it depends if it's Latin or not. If it's Latin, it'd be platypi. Because mm. here's a fun fact. The plural for octopus is not octopi, because octopus is a Greek word. The plural for octopus is actually octopodes. That is great. <laughs> There's a real fun one you can use. I think either is accept either is acceptable and you can also just say octopuses, but the actual like the factually correct one is octopodes. 
I don't know why, but I think just the, the term octopuses makes me feel slightly uncomfortable. I, I get that too. <laughs> Thanks, Japan. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm looking at the pictures. I can't. There's a lot of writing here, and I'm not going to go through it all, but I think that bilbies glow as well. This is my favourite news story I've ever heard. Because <laughs> gl- glowing marsupials is the best thing ever. Glowing Australia marsupials, to be exact. Yeah. yeah, so I think nobody got the right Furphy this round. Neither of us got either of our Furphies. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm happy that just hearing means you've both all... done well. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we all need a bit of a bit of an ego boost every now and then. <laughs> Never goes astray. I'm gonna take that lift. <laughs> okay. So just another thing that I wanted to talk about very quickly, which I know that you've already heard from me because I've been blasting it in every medium that I possibly can, is something that I've been doing a lot just to pass the time and calm the nerves in these uncertain times when I'm locked up in my house is that I have discovered a streaming channel on Twitch where they (laughs) stream rescue otters and other rescue animals. So far when I've been watching, it's just been otters, but that is definitely fine by me it is so good it's really calming just to watch these otters play around and have fun and nap and they're just the cutest little animals i know that they're actually satanic demons deep down but not not to the naked eye not if you don't know what they're really thinking they're just playing around they play with toys sometimes they carry buckets i saw one of them carrying two buckets at once the other day that was amazing and yeah that's just something i've been doing during lockdown to calm the old nerves and pass some time the other day i got to work two hours early by accident because i thought that i started at six actually started at eight so i just fired up the auto stream and watched it for two hours because my work was also that day, that morning was an hour away so if i had to go on home then I would have just had to go straight back to work by the time I got home. So I just sat there and watched orders. That sounds like an excellent, excellent um, use of your time. And I have a story about otters to, you know, really nail home that they're evil and they're satanic. <laughs> they are. They truly are evil and satanic creatures, but they're just so darn cute. They are very cute. Um, I think it was a few years ago when I was up at the Adelaide Zoo. Uh, they had an exhibit uh, with, I think there was like three, maybe four otters in this enclosure. And um, when I was up there, I was kind of like leaning over because the railing system like bends in towards the enclosure. So you can yeah, yeah. like kind of hang onto the bars, get a good look in. Stupid me had my favorite sunglasses clipped onto like the inside oh, of my shirt, damn. as you do. Um <laughs> And, you know, I was kind of getting a good look in there. They were being really cute, you know, patting each other, running around, jumping in the water from the rocks until, bloop, in goes my sunglasses into this pool. And I kid you not, there was one that looked at me, looked at the sunglasses, swam down to them and, (laughs) like, backstroked holding them to get back to the rock, got back up there, sat on the rock and just started gnawing at them and looking (laughs) me dead in the eye. Like... I know these are yours, and I'm going to make you suffer for it. <laughs> I know that um, that is evil, but it is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and don't worry, I did go and I reported it to the, the zoo innkeepers. Um, I was, you know, worried about something splintering off and possibly getting into their throats. I didn't want them back. So I think, you know, they did go off and check later on. But um, 
so sad about my sunglasses and that smarmy little bastard. (laughs) So they did this thing as well, just by chance, because I've only just discovered this stream sort of the last week or two. And just by chance, they actually had, because they have a Discord as well, I joined their Discord. They had a Discord birthday party for one of the otters. And I was waiting around at work to get instructions on what to do next, like where to go or whatever. And I was like, I'll jump in this. I'll listen to them talk about this otter. And they were doing this thing where they were talking to people from the audience. I actually got to talk to the handlers. That was really cool. And That is cool. One of the things that, because in the chat on this channel, they randomly post artifacts sometimes and like information about the animals that are there. And one of the things I was very surprised to learn about otters is how much they weigh. They're a lot <laughs> heavier than you would think they are. How much would you guess an otter would weigh off the top of your head? For, you know, this is not something that I know a lot about, but uh, 30, 32 pounds. 32 pounds. Okay. Well, this one was 32 kilos. So, 32 kilos. Yeah. So that's probably like 50 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. So way, way heavier than I would have expected. And like, that was just something I saw in the chat. And when I was talking to the handlers, because they were just like doing the thing where you can ask them questions. And I said like, yeah, I was really surprised to find out how much they weigh. And I said, does that make them difficult to handle? And she goes, and the handler was like, oh, no, we don't handle them. You don't handle them by hand. That's a good way to lose some fingers or a nose. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I forget that they're little demons. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's another fun thing. Devil sea this. puppers. Yeah, basically. They're, they're, they're fine if there's nothing else included apart from the otters. But if you introduce other animals, then they're little. They are Satan spawn, those things. I remember seeing a story once about a monkey, I think it was, that fell into the otter enclosure at the London Zoo. Was he doing a painting? (laughs) With its own shit. It resembled the (laughs) Mona Lisa. Um, Fell into the otter enclosure, and those otters tore it apart live and ate it within like 20 seconds or something. Oh my god. Like, the keepers had no time to save that monkey. It was gone. Yeah, so. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted by that, <laughs> but, or equal parts. Yeah, so otters, satanic but cute. But yeah, that's just something I wanted to share. The, pa- the page, the channel is called Marine Mammal Rescue, I think, on Twitch. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, I'll put it on when I'm doing stuff, and it'll just be on my other monitor, and I'll look over and be like, ha, cute otters, and then keep doing what I'm doing. It's great fun. Is that something you can link in the description if there is anyone that wants to check a little bit more about it? Yeah, I can do that. I will put that in the show notes if I can work out how to do that because this is the first (laughs) time I'll be posting the podcast myself. If I can work it out, I will definitely do that. If anybody wants to check it out and is listening, it's worth a look. Trust me. Big shout out to the the Otter Boys. Those little sea devils. (laughs) What about you, Tom? Have you been doing anything... New to pass the time. I see you've been streaming a bit, playing some Enter the Gungeon and whatnot. I have been streaming a little bit because I've found myself with a lot more spare time. Um, but no, not really. I mean, you can you can try and find me. I don't. I can't even remember what my stream name is off the top of my head. You caught me off is, guard. I think it is Satorial Earth. It's either Satorial Earth or Wounded Raccoon, but we'll get into that <laughs> another time. <laughs> I love the origins of that wounded raccoon because I know what it is. It's a good story, but maybe one for another time. One for another time for sure. Yeah, I've, I've been streaming a little bit. I haven't in the last week or so because I finished my game, but I'm going to start streaming again and I'm going to stream the Colonel Sanders dating sim and I'm pretty excited for that. Nice palate I'm, cleanser after that 
trash fetch quest game. It's got a good sword. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm keen because it's just going to be dumb fun. Dumb fun. Maybe maybe uh, do another run through of Doki Doki Literature Club after this. Yeah, we're going to do Doki Doki Plus. The only thing Ooh. there is that I'm pretty sure Drew has said that he wants to stream it as well, and I would like to see him stream plus before i do it so like i don't know what the new stuff that's going to happen is Mm -hmm. but i don't know if slash when he is going to do it because i know he's he's usually pretty strapped for time as we all are these days it's a busy life so (laughs) i might have to hit him up about that actually because if he's not planning on doing it anytime soon maybe i will do that because i'm pretty keen to play doki doki plus because the original was loads of fun it was such an unexpected gem it was genuinely one of the best games i played that year and i went into it just thinking i was gonna hate it i hate i'm not the biggest fan of anime in general i like some but not much hate visual Mm. novels outright they are the worst trashed game genre you can play a lot of people disagree with me there but that's just a personal preference i'm not bashing anybody that does like them i personally do not at all but no that game was brilliant it was so good Sock gang for the win. Oh, the sock gang. That's a throwback joke to when I did stream it. We had a little cult in my Twitch chat. <laughs> I had the, the most random thing as well when I streamed that game. I had people watching from like Russia and Denmark and stuff. And they were all in my sock gang. They liked my socks. Not my <laughs> socks, personally. It was something to do in game. I can't be bothered explaining it. It'll take too long. Yeah, that was great fun. All right. So, normally at the end of this podcast, we do this thing where we try to impress the rep, but you know what? He's not in this week. He didn't come into the bar. We're not We're not even at the bar, to be honest. I'm here drinking Coke Zero. You are having a beer, but yep. we decided to not hit the bar this week. You know, we didn't want to pressure him. We didn't want to bombard him week in, week out, so we thought we'd give him a rest. We he's didn't he's want earned to... himself a little little nap yeah a break from us i would say um <laughs> we do normally give him the strangest stuff to try and sell us a sponsorship but yeah we we thought this was going to be a pretty throw together as we go episode and we didn't want to throw something at him that we weren't prepared for so this week we're going to let him have the week off and with that being said i think that would bring us to the end yes yeah yeah we'll um i just want to throw in there I hope that you are having fun wherever you are, Drew and Chantel, and uh, I hope the honeymoon's going great and you enjoy some sunshine for a change. Just quickly, Drew sent me a video either last night or the night before. It might have been the night before, but it was just a video of them getting a kebab at a kebab stall, and I was like, that just seems so nice. He was like, had the camera behind him for a while. There was cars driving past and people walking past, and you know, for me at the moment when I can't leave my house... Going to a kebab stall just seems so nice. <laughs> yeah. They were still all wearing masks, but they looked like they were having fun, and I'm, I certainly hope they are. It looks amazing where they are. They've sent a few pictures and stuff in Discord chats and whatnot, and it looks very nice. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's it, us done for another week. No we'll worries. Thank you for you again next week. coming along, Tom. I'll get this edited and throw it up, and hopefully it doesn't sound like a big piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you again next week. If it is just us two again next week, and I've worked this out, hopefully I can flesh it out a bit more and do a bit more of a proper potty. But thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Bye. 
Kraken Furfies is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co-hosts are Ash Wallace, Daniel Treadray, and Thomas McRobert. If you enjoy my work here as well as on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and A Drew Story, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1, you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.